You're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV show podcast. In this episode, we are covering Supergirl. More specifically, we are covering Lena Luthor in Supergirl, because let's talk Lena. Uh, uh, I'd like to cover Lena. <laughs> With okay. a blanket. And a warm, fuzzy blanket is what I meant, of course. That is not what I assumed. <laughs> For some she, reason. She needs a warm, fuzzy, cuddly blanket. Is is I, I think so. After this week's episode. After most episodes she's in, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but I, I think what we need to focus on here, Chris, is that I feel like the big conflicts of this week's episode could have been solved very easily if... Lena had talked to her girlfriend, and Kara had talked to her girlfriend. It's true. (sighs) Uh We should also probably clarify, we're talking about episode 219, titled Alex. Oh, sorry. I forgot to specify. So, okay, I feel like Lena was listening to Robin. She was taking her advice. You know, call your girlfriend. And she did. But they didn't actually talk about anything. I felt very frustrated about it. I know. I felt bad for Lena. Like, I get it. Kara's got stuff going on. Important stuff, mm-hmm. but she ended that call pretty abruptly. Yes. Because Lena was reaching out. She was reaching out. And you know what? Even though Lena had stuff going on and she needed, she wanted Kara's advice, she was still considerate enough to notice that Kara was upset. Yes. And in fact, was all like, you know, is everything okay? Which I like that that's sort of a repeated thing with, with Lena. Lena often, it feels like, I I can think of one other time, maybe that's not often, but (laughs) given the amount of screen time she has, it feels pretty often, right? She she asks Kara if if everything's okay, and if she can help, because she's nice like that. So do you remember later on in the episode when Alex has been, you know, recovered from where she had been kidnapped, and she's waking up in the hospital bed in, in med bay, and, and she looks over and she sees Maggie, and Alex says, are you okay? Do you know who else asked her girlfriend if she was okay in this episode, Chris? Lena Luther. I know, I'm saying. There's an Alex parallel, is what I'm saying. <laughs> because they are considerate <laughs> and, and healthy relationships. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Supportive. Supportive mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Should we also mention that at the end of the episode, there was talk of a brunch date? Yes! <laughs> and it and Kara made the very wise specification, the very wise restriction, there would be no kale. Because Kara understands that brunch, brunch should be a pleasant experience and there should be no kale. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Stephanie Though did, does... in fact, yell at me earlier, brunch should be pleasant, when I mentioned the kale. <laughs> but I find it interesting that Lena seems like she's dragging, it feels like, it feels like Lena is the, the Maggie to Kara's Alex, like the Danvers sisters just want to eat junk food and, you know, lays around, whereas Lena and Maggie keeps dra- keep dragging them to, like, healthy, trendy places that serve <laughs> kale and fermented things. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like Kara might be pretty open to that, like food adventures. That's I feel true, like, yes. I feel like Kara would be into it. Just not kale, which I support her with. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, we have we have a, a follow-up on their fermentation place date. They're going on a brunch date. Brunch, I would like to point out, is both the queerest and the coupliest of meals. It's true. 
Yes. It's true. So says everybody, I think. (laughs) Everybody I've talked to, for sure. Yes. Oh, brunch dates. Did we have a brunch date the other day? Or was that specifically breakfast? It was before 10. I don't know. Okay. I didn't think of it as a brunch date, but I just wanted i wanted to know where your mind was at. But if you're unsure, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel awkward about it. <laughs> since you specifically asked me out, since your spouse was not home. <laughs> it was a breakfast not date. It was. It was a. We had a meal together. Uh huh. <laughs> now I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> oh no. Oh goodness. But speaking of other meals that were shared, and and now there's awkwardness. <laughs> uh, Lena had most of her scenes. Well, pretty much all of her scenes, except for the telephone conversations with with Raya this week. Which we were kind of, I, I don't know, unsure about at the end of the previous episode, I feel like. However, uh, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the scenes between Lena and Raya this week. Yeah. It does, it does make me anxious. <laughs> but I liked the way it played out in this episode, I feel like. Because Raya was being shady, because that's kind of her deal. Yeah. So I liked that Lena was clearly onto her. Right, because I, I think... Even though it's clear there, they are foreshadowing that Rhea will attempt to manipulate Lena. We'll see how thoroughly she is able to do that. Uh, but I liked my favorite scene probably the whole episode was where Lena tricked her into confirming that she was an alien and she wasn't being completely honest and like kicked her out of her office. I was glad they had that scene because L- Lena's not an idiot, you know? She went to MIT. Uh huh. As and it's in the show now. It was confirmed because <laughs> I felt like for a time we were like, did she actually say she went to MIT or is that something that fandom came up with? But has been confirmed now recently in the show to my memory that she went to MIT. So now MIT is canon, right? Not just fanon. It's canon. It is canon. But I'm glad that they didn't have. They had Lena, you know, figuring things out, taking context clues, and you know. Not just being completely duped. Right. Because, again, like, she's a CEO and a genius. (laughs) And it just, it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't be suspicious, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I do also want to mention that you notice the first things that Lena thinks of when she sees this potential new technology is, like, all the good things they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Curing famine or whatever, however Katie McGrath says the word famine in her not-too-great American accent. She said it weird. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, all of the good things they could do with the portal rather than evil stuff. Right. I took issue with somebody on, on YouTube who had posted some clips of the show. They titled the final scene between Lena and Rhea as, like, Lena and Rhea do evil stuff while Maggie and Kara are, are, are reunited with Alex. And, like, they were not doing evil. Lena, at least, was not doing evil things. Thank you very much. I mean, Rhea was scheming, sure. Yes, but sure. But do, yeah. not throw, do not throw precious Lena Luther into that. Exactly. Just because she's a Luther doesn't mean she's going to turn evil. Because, again, see see above where her whole deal is that she wants to use it to save the world. Mm-hmm. Because she's a good person deep down. She struggles with dark feelings. But she's a good person. But don't we all? Yes. Yes, we all do. So while I can't call it my favorite reaction shot 
of the of the episode. I'll talk about my favorite one and in, in when we actually discuss the episode later on. Uh, but my one of my favorite reaction shots in this episode was during that that awkward dinner conversation between Lena and Rhea, where Lena kind of makes a, a a kind of a desperate joke about her bad relationship with her mother, but she's at least like kind of being funny and keeping it light. And then Rhea goes all like super dark and like, and then I lost, we lost our son and then my husband died. And like, <laughs> she apologizes for saying too much. And then Lena like politely says, Oh, are you, I don't worry about it. I started it. And she looks like she would like to jump out of a window in that moment. <laughs> I mean, me. Supergirl would catch her. <laughs> but it's like this frantic glance at her her glass like why is there not more booze here and then it's like why haven't i already invented this portal to get me out of this situation <laughs> <laughs> but then i also wonder if there's a little bit of like self-realization going on behind there like oh is this what talking to me is like oh god <laughs> i mean maybe because that poor woman it could also be like, oh, hey there, Rhea, I'm supposed to be the overly emotional, messy one. You are stealing my role here. <laughs> it was a great reaction shot. I loved it very much. I've watched it about five times. <laughs> See, now I need to go do that. I haven't done that. Uh, but anyhow. <laughs> I'm sure it's been gifted a lot, so... Yes, I feel like it could be useful for, you know, taking out of context and using it in response to other things. As you do. Yes, as as Tumblr does as well. But yeah, this whole business with Rhea makes me nervous because I don't know if you've noticed Lena has some mother issues. Yeah, she she sure does. Like Rhea really just, you know, she hit the emotional, uh, you know, button she needed to push in order to make lena a little more pliable and i just oh Rhea, you're so you're so schemy she is see lena should just marry Kara, and then eliza will be her mother-in-law see and because eliza's a good mom mm-hmm. this is a perfect solution to lena's problems chris you're brilliant thank you <laughs> should we talk about fanfic or was there anything yeah. else you wanted to say about about the episode titled alex um, hang on. I'm thinking for realsies. Uh, <laughs> thinking for realsies <laughs> is what you just said. I know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm good. Okay. So when we were talking about fanfic last time, we asked for suggestions and we got some. And I want to thank Kathy specifically for recommending My Youth is Yours by Lynn Arlington. I was thinking about reading it before. The description didn't really appeal to me, but I'm familiar with that author. I like that author. And so it's like, okay, I'll check it out. And now I'm a little bit obsessed with it. And Stephanie probably kind of hates me for it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris has a lot of feelings about this story, and I feel like I have also started to have a lot of feelings about it, and I blame Chris for this. Like, I'm enjoying reading this this story, but we should say, this is a long fanfic. 
it <laughs> and it's not remotely done yet <laughs> no not remotely they just the writer just posted chapter six, six yeah. and the timeline of the their story is kind of like a retelling of season two they're only up to episode eight and i don't even know how many words there is but like i have a, a an audio version of the story that i listen to at work don't don't judge me guys it's it's just easier for me. And it's like nine hours long. <laughs> With the first six chapters of this story. <laughs> it's long. So it's but a- it, and it's it's a little angsty. But there's also like humor and fluffy parts. And it, it's like hitting my, my fanfic sweet spot. And I'm yelling like in my head at them all the time. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> And then I messaged Stephanie in all caps things about how they should just be together already. <laughs> they should. They should. Okay, just to give y'all hope, they do eventually kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does happen. <laughs> I mean, I think there's like an author note or something somewhere in there along the lines of like, Kara and Lena break up and make up and everybody is gay and sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody is gay and heartbroken. That's what it is. Mm. Mm. So it's very slow burn, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I don't know. I just I'm I'm enjoying it, but I'm also frustrated because I just am like, why, why are you two? Why? Like I understand, I understand why, Lena. You have your reasons, but you're also just like sacrificing too much all the time, and you need to do something for yourself. And you're not a bad person. Just let yourself be happy. You know. <laughs> I, like, quietly yell about it a lot. <laughs> How does one quietly yell about things, Chris? Can you demonstrate? I mean, I I was doing it earlier today. It, it's sort of like, um, like you gesture emphatically. Mm-hmm. And you talk like this. <laughs> okay, got Why it. Why won't they just be together? They should just be together. <laughs> just kiss. Etc. Stuff like that. <laughs> but we should say the the premise of this particular story, it follows the, the general plot of season two, but it has the background of Kara and Lena went to college together and they dated. And so they have that history when sort of season two starts. So you get like flashbacks of when they were together in college and how it informs like the current situation. And, you know, the plot elements of season two are there, but obviously there are pieces that are told differently to incorporate Lena more and to incorporate this particular backstory for them as a as their relationship. So it it um is not something that I would have necessarily chosen to read from the description. Chris and I aren't super into like AU type stuff, but I, I'd seen it recommended by several people and it was really good. I, I'm enjoying it so far. In in that way where you're enjoying it but also just really frustrated about it. But yes. like in a good way. That you're yes, kind of okay in a good with. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it has a lot of. I, th- I think the kids might call it soft girlfriend stuff, which I oh, find yeah. very endearing. Very endearing. And there's also some really funny things. Like I don't think this is too spoilery, but I, one of my my favorite things that the author included was the fact that Kara. Part of the reason why Kara didn't realize Alex liked women was because she just thought Alex, like her, was really into pie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, Cara, didn't you see how she responded to that girl? Well, she had pie. (laughs) 
mocha was, cream pie. I was going to say, it was mocha cream pie. <laughs> Lena. <laughs> of course she was excited. <laughs> so, you know, it's got little touches of humor. It's good times. I, I'm enjoying it a lot so far. But again, it's really long. <laughs> I kind of feel like, ah, I want them to be together, but when is it going to happen? <laughs> It stresses me out a little. So much. Why? Why aren't they together? Mm-hmm. It stresses me out a little. It's like watching the darn show. <laughs> I'd say it's it's a little more satisfying than that for me. It, that's true. Yeah, they are actually kind of coupley in the well, actually, actually coupley in the fanfic. Whereas on the show, they're just they are actually coupley, but not really coupley per the script. <laughs> I think I think maybe it's like they're coupley with intention. There you go. In the fic. <laughs> but that is available over on Archive of Our Own. Again, the the name was My Youth Is Yours by Lynn Arlington. Can I also give a shout out to the fifth wall here? By all means. So one I'm really enjoying, which is also in progress, though not nearly as long as My Youth Is Yours, is is one called The Fifth Wall. And it is kind of a uh, I don't know exactly how to what how to classify it, uh, but the the premise is like the the story begins where Kara and Lena they wake up in bed together where like they'd gone to sleep in their own apartments the night before they wake up in bed together and there's this kid in their apartment who seems to be their kid and they have no idea what's going on, and so it's like them being thrown into a relationship that's not quite a real relationship and they have this kid that they have to take care of and they don't know what's happening and. There's like some fifth dimension imp stuff going on, they think. So it, it, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's cute. It's not nearly as angsty as My Youth Is Yours is, but I, I feel like there's some good character stuff in there, too, that I'm enjoying. It does have some really fun moments. And also some angst. Yes, there is some angst. It's just not as angsty. Right. <laughs> it's not that prolonged kind of a thing that makes me yell at nothing. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but that one is by the author's name is Black Tea and Bones and is also available over on Archive of Our Own. So there's a couple of Kara and Lena fanfic that we are enjoying currently. And we will link to those in our show notes. Yes. And if you have any ones that you want to recommend, please let us know. We really enjoy fake dating ones. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my fault. I, I got Stephanie into the fake dating stuff. I, but there are so few fake dating fix for Kara and Lena. It's really, it's really sad for me. I know, me too. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> so send us your fake dating fix. We have a couple that we can recommend next time. We don't want to, we don't want to like reveal everything on this one episode, guys. <laughs> Two fix for episode. I'm limiting myself. <laughs> but send us your fake dating fanfic recommendations, please. And others as well. But we just really like the fake dating ones. You can you can send us those that feedback in a variety of ways. You can also send us feedback about this episode and Car and Lena and your squeeing and all that stuff. Uh, you can send us an email feedback at askgenretv.com. You can also send us a voice message. We love getting those. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223, or you can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email that to us. You can find us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Analysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about Lost Girl and Orphan Black and Killjoys and some other things over at AskGenreTV.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.